He is risen. Yeah. Easter. Yeah. No, Welcome Easter, Easter Day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I say. Well, well, well. My, my, my. Well, well, well. Let's take a ride. Welcome, Dylan. Hello. Our buddy Dylan Barnyard is here. Dylan. Special guest on uh, Among Wolves. So um, we had attempted this this recording of this episode. I have no idea how much of that is actually salvageable oh, yet. Oh, it's gold. <laughs> it's but gold. whatever it's... salvageable will go in like this section somewhere in this, this part here. Okay, so right now we're going to cut into that part of the section. Now, all the parts without me, I understand you're going to have to suffer through. Because I kind of fell asleep. He fell asleep repeatedly. Because we went to a new, we found, we found, we great found a German new restaurant. German restaurant. Because <laughs> when we went to Anaheim Youth Day, uh, David made me take a class about accepting change. Yes. And dealing with the, the what is it, the morning of dealing with dealing change. change. Yep. Like if it's a death in your life of the change. It kind of is. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> And we earlier before I knew that the Phoenix Club, which we loved, was relocating to Brea. Then I, when I was looking up where it was, it was like coming soon. So I called the the club. The club still works. I think they still do like German lessons and stuff like that. And they're like, "Yeah, we're still doing construction and la da Probably won't be open till the summer." And I'm like, "That doesn't help me today." And so I'm like, "Okay, well we're good." So I said, "All right, let's let's call up Jaeger House and we'll be fine." So I'm trying to look for stuff for Jaeger House on the online. And the problem is we haven't been there since right before right. COVID, and like well, literally well before that. Yeah, no, we yeah, went to we went to because 27 the 2017 2018 school year was my first year going. Yeah, but we still and went that every was, year after that. No, we didn't. We yeah. went to Phoenix Club. My because I never been to Jaeger House. Oh no, sorry, we've been going up. Sorry, and I'm talking about when we went to RNE Kong R RNE RNE. That's a Fascinating company that I hate. Oh. Sorry. Uh, our RE Congress, we went in what? February, thir- yeah. th- February 30th of 2020. February 30th. I thought that you was liked the that date. Yeah. That's the date I remember. <laughs> but we went in 2020. So it was like they had it. And it's like, oh, we're back. Oh, good. The rest of the world shut down. So. But Jaeger House But closed. we went to Jaeger House. We went to. So Jaeger House apparently closed right before COVID hit anyway. Yeah. And that then I sad. found out about that because I'm like, I oh, will just go to Jaeger House. And then while I'm in, while I just finished the class about change, I read the fact that Jaeger House closed. And I said, first of all, we couldn't go on Thursday, which we always go on Thursday because I couldn't get out there in time. So we'll change when we go to we'll the change. German restaurant, when we go to the German restaurant on Saturday this year. So maybe we'll suffer and do that. And now it's closed and the other one's moving. So I found the old world. Village in that place Hunt- was great. It was Huntington fantastic. Beach, which was funny too because I talked to, I told my uh, father, my godfather, that hey, look where we're at. We're in Huntington Beach, and he's like, "Oh, that's old world. Your dad and I used to go there, dress in later hoses, pretend we were German to pick up on Orange <laughs> County girls. Orange County girls were dumb, so we could, you know." <laughs> and I was like, "Awesome! <laughs> <laughs> I wish I did cool things like that." But we went. We got a flight each, and yeah. uh, and David had a, a half liter boot 
because he was going to drive us home in the rain. Yeah. And the rain was crazy. Oh, yeah, because it was kind of raining, and then it was hella raining, and we're in this little fake village like the 1930s Frankenstein movies. Yeah. So, and And then it was so soundproof. And we didn't know how to get back to the car. Oh, yeah, we got lost. We did it? No. (laughs) No. (laughs) Because I found the way to the street, and I'm like, oh, good. We could just follow follow the the main street street back to the parking lot. So that's what happened. But then Dylan and I both had full liter mugs, and he took so long to drink his, so I ordered another one. I didn't realize that we got lost on the way back to the car. We weren't really lost. We I was just like, didn't know where we were going. <laughs> well, because we took such a roundabout way getting there. That's we why we didn't know us. how to get back. Yeah, that's why we didn't know how to get back. I we were wandering that... around this place for so long because we couldn't find the, the restaurant. We thought the whole place was closed. Yeah, because it's like, I guess this place is like hopping until like dinner time and then it all closes or something. So maybe it's like a. I mean, it was still pretty hopping inside. inside. Like, well, we yeah. opened it bar. up. That, well, like, we couldn't we hear the, it until we opened it up. Like yeah. if if but that a, was like the only place open. Like yeah. I wonder, like it, when this place started opening up. At- no, it's always <laughs> yeah. When it was still a medieval village. <laughs> well, no, I'm just like speakeasy time, so you can't hear the party happening. Like it's just a this we 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 set clocks in here. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't tell it because all the cuckoos. <laughs> oh yeah, that place is cool. We will be going back. If uh, oh yeah, absolutely. If but, building in Germany were actually built that soundproof. Wouldn't have had such a problem in the 40s. <laughs> and On this is where we're going to put the uh, whatever is salvageable from that episode. We'll yes, go right here. If it's five minutes, sorry. <laughs> I'm calling it now. It's going to be 42 minutes. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, I'm it gold. is. Pure gold. I'm like Rumpelstiltskin here, spinning gold. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are recording live. Live. Is that your radio voice? No, I'm- ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, in just 15 minutes, the Fantasy in the Sky fireworks show will begin. Dun, 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 I've been practicing dun, 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 my radio voice. Dun, 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 dun. I've been practicing my radio voice, but then I was like put in charge of like announcing girls basketball. <clears throat> I was like, oh. Nobody's in the stands. And your radio it voice. It doesn't really matter how I sound. And your radio <laughs> voice is like, oh, and another two-pointer from 12 feet. You awesome. Know, I did only start Ooh. announcing the uh, the points because every time I announced the fouls, it just, like, it was like one foul after another. And it just, everybody got disheartened. Oh, you got to talk right into the mic, though, whenever you're, yeah. Yeah, so you were good, and then you lowered the mic. Oh, I gotta put it on my upper gut, not my lower gut. Upper gut, upper gut, upper gut. Last time I was on your podcast, I didn't have a gut. You have a COVID will do that to you. You have a gut, buddy. COVID and marriage. Don't come on the Among Wolves podcast. You'll get fat. So, just to let you know. Today, we found a new German restaurant. We did find a new German That place was really cool. It was good. Uh, you know what? I'm going to say this now that we're not in there. The veal cutlet, it was good. But if I had to pick like Phoenix Club or this place, uh-huh. I'd pick Phoenix Club. See, now I have a, I have a tough decision because the uh, the schnitzel that I had was, was great. See, yours was bigger than mine, though. <clears throat> mine Isn't that always the case? <laughs> <laughs> From what I remember... Just as a casual observer. Just as a casual observer. But we found a new place. What was it? The Beer House? Beer Garden. Beer Garden Garden in Old World. Old World was a great place. In Huntington Beach. 
That was awesome. I <laughs> in Huntington Beach, it was awesome. I love their vibe. They that had a great cool. vibe. Real soundproof walls too. That we, was insane. We it thought was that like, place was dead. I, I did. I was like, "There's nothing going on here." Was, everything was closed. And we opened the door. And it's like, wah, 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 wah. and you're like, "Oh, this place is cool." Yeah. Open the doors and it was like, the, the party going open. Give it to me, baby. Ah, 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 ah. Oh, yeah. I was doing the uh, other song. What, what, you weren't doing Pretty Fly for a rabbi? No. I was doing uh, the Death. classic rock, Def Leppard. Rise up, gather round, rock this place to the, the ground. ground. Burn it up, let's go for broke. Watch and I go up in smoke. Did they start with Udengli Nglama Golan? Yeah, yeah I'm, it I'm does. 100% positive of it. Yeah. What's the name of the song? Rock? I think it's I Want Rock and Roll. I Def Want Leopard. Rock and Roll. All right. Is it not Rock of Ages? Rock it is. It is Rock of Ages. Yes, that's what it is. Okay, I was seeing that yeah, earlier. That's what it is. Rock of Ages. That do pretty fly for a white guy. That's that. Yeah, I know. That's what's pretty crazy. So then, <laughs> so then that phrase is not unique to any song, and it came from somewhere. Well, it's just those two songs. So only those be. two songs, yeah. Well, then if it came from anywhere, then it came from Def, <laughs> Def Leppard. Leopard, cause, yeah. yeah. Because it's, yeah. Def Leppard that's was not way even like, before. Yeah, because yeah, that's like yeah. 1987 Death Leopard versus this is like, like 2002 or something like that. No, it was earlier than that, right? 1998, the Americana song. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, Americana. Okay. Yeah, the Americana album. <sighs> All right, German food. Rate it. The, with the beer garden? Yeah. Yeah, the schnitzel was amazing, and so were the German fried potatoes. I liked it. Yeah. And that uh, they had that hef that was the banana hef. In the Pretty same. good. That was really good. All of them were good. I didn't All think they were, were bad. Yeah, the Pilsner was meh mid, but, you know, that's the pil- that's Pilsner's in general. So, But the uh, the, the Oktoberfest was pretty good. Yes. The Dark was good. The uh, uh, the Hef, I think, won the day. The Dunkel that I drank was also pretty good. I had a Dunkel, too. Yeah. I had a liter of Dunkel and a mug, a Stein. Good stuff. Yeah, that those weren't a Steins. No, but it was a mount of a Stein. But it was weird that they they advertised Stein. Maybe you could buy it was one. There's a glass stein. Oh, yeah. we we should have looked for that on like because they the entire other half of the bar was, or the entire other half of the restaurant was a bar. Right. They we probably could, did have a stein there. Could have had. I have steins in the storage unit. Yeah, but we could have had a stein from that place. Because we, we need we more have Phoenix Club steins. We do have Phoenix Club steins. I don't have a Phoenix Club stein. Well, that's yourself... you're not part of the group. <laughs> You need to get yourself a Phoenix Club stein. I'm pretty sure I've gone every time you guys have gone to the uh, Phoenix Club. Except, I guess, the one time that you guys bought signs. <laughs> no, I bought them online. You bought them online. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah. Because, I, bought it, I bought one for David. I'm like, here's Christmas. Yeah. Because my first year coming to this was the first year we went. I think that's the first, the first year, year we went. To we the went. Yeah, because yeah, we couldn't go to Jaeger House. Yeah, right. Yeah. You guys were talking about Jaeger House all day. Uh, yeah. Why didn't we go to Jaeger? Oh, because the wives weren't there yet or something. I don't remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. They said we couldn't go without them. There's some so we went to the Phoenix Club instead. <laughs> and then we went to the Jaeger House on Saturday. <laughs> we sure did. We left Disneyland and went to the Jaeger House. And I was pretty drunk. <laughs> what else is new? Wow. <laughs> that's, that's where, that's where Neil's at right now. a little ditty. They're singing in the city. Neil is currently already, you know, that whenever the whiskey hits. So the beer has already hit for Neil today. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> so we're going to get some rambling, but that's okay because that's how we love Neil. We love that rambling. So if at a certain point you hear just like we're on one topic and then all of a sudden we're on a different topic because Neil said something offensive. <laughs> David had to cut <laughs> it out. <laughs> yeah. I'm our, you guys don't know this, but we've been recording for 20 minutes. <laughs> I don't know. That was. That, I don't know if you were like. Was that like trying to flirt with me? No, that was because you already thought I was a clone of myself. That's not what I said. I said that the DNA testing is only done so that the government can clone you and replace you if you become a problem. And you already said I was already a problem. I, I did not already- say that. You said that you're not a problem, and I said you're not anymore. That means I was a I was a problem, and uh, now I'm not now I'm the clown. You know, if that was true, there was no way you could know. So there is though, because you would have a distinct no belly button. <laughs> <laughs> you have a difference in your personality. That's called a change in substance, David. No, you wouldn't have a change. You wouldn't have a difference in your like, personality because he would always be him. We would notice a difference in his personality because of the experience piece. Right, so he wouldn't know, but we would know. But we that, would know. But that's always true, right? But my like, essence like, is the same. Like if I murdered, right? If I if we were sitting here having a conversation, and you were like, "Ha ha ha, Dylan, you're so sexy and funny," and then I murdered Neil in front of you, and then we continue to have the conversation, you would fundamentally change, but you probably wouldn't notice it because right. you're still just experiencing I'm your experiencing reality. Me. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that's that was. I don't know if you did. You ever read either of the books, uh, Ready Player One? Or I don't Ready read Player books. Two? Okay, did you ever? Listen to I saw I saw the commercials for I the saw movie. The movie. Okay. <laughs> okay. So uh most people saw the movie Ready Player One, but there the book in Ready Player Two. Um the it, really nobody saw that movie? I'm actually not sure what the ratings were on it. Yeah, the movie was okay, but the book was the first book was very good. But the second book was kind of trash. But at the end of the book, um the whole premise ends up being that um inside their artificial world they create an artificial intelligence. And uh, you back up a uh, artificial intelligence version of yourself, and that's who actually wrote the books. The, his artificial der- intelligent version of himself that now they're these data creatures, essentially, that are off in space looking for a place to live forever. And then that's whenever they're like – and they play with this idea of the philosophy of mind where now like, yeah, at the moment of, at the moment of creation, uh, they were essentially the same. Because all the experience was the same, but then once they separated, then now obviously the experience of the dead, uh, data person is different from the experience of the physical person. The physical person is then going to die on Earth somewhere, yeah. but the data person is going to live forever somewhere. So that was actually it's it, interesting that you bring that up because when I was taking a poop inside the beer garden, <laughs> I was I look at memes on my phone right, and so I scrolled across this one on iFunny that said. Um, I work for a company. It was like a green, one of those green text forums. I don't know if that's like 4chan or something, but it was like a screenshot. And it said, I work for a company and we develop an AI that I was told when I started working for the company was, uh, the goal was to help people who have lost somebody. So it's, uh, you know, so if a child goes missing or missing, yeah, we can like, you know, set the AI loose on all their social media and then they can post as, as the missing child or they can interact with like posts that you've made and stuff. And it's supposed to help grieving people. But now we're now like sections of our company aren't being allowed to talk to other sections of our company. And it was like this like conspiracy theory thread about how, you know, we could create an AI that can mimic 
human interaction online. And then you would never know if a group of people went missing because the AI could just take over everybody that was in that area. And because we were in a German restaurant, obviously my mind went to the Holocaust and I was like, what if we had that technology when Hitler was around, how long would would it have taken us to realize that something was happening because all of these people wouldn't have just suddenly gone missing. They could have come in the middle of the night, taken them away, replaced their online presence with an AI bot. And nobody would have been the wiser. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that is scary stuff. AI is getting really scary. And yeah, yeah. What you guys don't know is that this show is run by AI. <laughs> what you guys don't know, Neil and David have been dead for years. <laughs> I am chat GPT. <laughs> All right, so we are uh, we are at uh, L.A. Youth Day. No, L.A. Congress Youth Day is over. That's that's why the the alcohols. And um, we are on day three of our our little religious education days out here, and uh, we are drinking. Um, we, we we went to a German restaurant and had a few German beers, and now we are at the hotel room, and I have a Modelo because mm-hmm. I didn't drink that much at the. Uh, Restaurants so that way I could drive these fools home, and <laughs> we're drinking pee compared to what we just had. Yeah, they're drinking Coronas, which they can't tell the difference if it's Corona or urine at this point because the beers at the at Beer Garden were so great. Oh my goodness, they were good. They were, they were really, really good. good. Yeah. Donkles, baby. I just drank halves, and then whatever came in the flight. There was no dunkle in the flight. So in the in the flight, there was the uh, there was a half. There was a Oktoberfest. There was a stout, and then there was a pilsner. So here's the thing, guys. We are we've we've been to a, a good many RE congresses, and some of the some of the stuff that happens are are very much cut and paste. So we're not going to go over like the 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 cut and paste stuff. What I, I want we need a cut. <laughs> yeah. What the what I'm more interested in is like what are what are some of the things that you are you take away? Because that's why I still come. We need to get rid of. Yeah. The opening. Prayer. Yeah, that was bad. And yeah, all the prayer. Let's just <laughs> chuck it. No, no, no. no, no there's nothing wrong with the prayer. But the, the problem is, is that the prayer is not a prayer. That at no point was I asked to pray in that 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a show of like, look how great our ministries are. And that no, was, but that's this year is that's look how year's. great ministries are, which I actually thought wasn't that bad because the guy's like, here's my thing about singing. The other guy said, here's my thing about dancing. Even though he's like. I'm so awesome because I dance. He was like, so these I, are, I think those were two different guys. Those were two different guys. There was one guy about singing. There was one guy about dancing. There was one no. lady about principaling. Wait, hold on. There was like a dude. This that's why it went on for 45 minutes. That's there was why like I told six you I didn't want to go at like seven o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Not my best. That but there was a guy that was at mass today that was in black robes. And that's, oh, the, that's guy, the other guy. That's the, other the guy, guy I remember like critiquing us because nobody was singing. That's he was like the he speaker. Was the, he was like the 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 person presiding the prayer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. like him either. Yeah, I'm sorry. I he, so here's my thing: is like I thought he did really good, right? I thought he was a great speaker. He had enu- he enunciated really good. So that's that's the key, though, right? Is like he did do something really good, but they didn't bring somebody on that was prepared to pray. It wasn't a prayer. They brought somebody on who was prepared to like call out what we're not doing while he's also not doing something. Yeah. And then he prayed at the end. And then he prayed a little bit, yeah. Yeah, that was also weird because he was about already him. prayed. I left for that. Yeah. I was yeah. thankful. Here's the problem with the RE Congress. 
is in the morning, they're like, we're going to sing some songs and we're going to do some dancing and we're going to do some blah, blah, blah speaking. And it's all a waste of time. And then at, we're supposed to start at what? 740? Yeah, that's when all that started, 745. <laughs> it starts at 745 and then at like 8 o'clock or no. No, it was almost 9 o'clock. o'clock. Yeah. 10 o'clock is when the first like, session starts. Yeah, so like okay. at 9 o'clock, it's like... Here's the keynote speaker with important stuff. His keynote was really good. It was, I was uh, so upset. It was Bishop Joseph um, Espelot. He's the youngest bishop in the United States. 46 years old. Yeah, he's uh, one of the auxiliaries in New York. Auxiliary he, bishop in the Diocese of New York. I don't want to get sent to hell for this. He's very gray for 46. 47. 47. 46, and he's bald. He is His bald. His beard, though. His go- he's got a goatee. Got a gray goatee. It's, it's some all people white. Have I'm, gray a little, I'm a little gray, and I'm 40. You're gray. You're not 40, 40 yet. Old, I'll be 40. dead. Yeah. So, but there's always that. There is. It's always a bunch of stuff, and it's like I could sleep in and just show up an hour late. But I don't want to miss any of the keynote. And what, no. if, what if they actually asked me to pray and I didn't get there? And I didn't pray the same. You could pray in bed. I know, but if they wanted me to pray for a particular thing, I could have prayed for it. What are you going to pray for? But everybody... Bishop, Everybody somewhere wants you to pray for a particular thing, and you're always missing out on that by not being at that particular place. Yeah, yeah I, I know. A you ticket should... to be at this place. <laughs> Correct, but <that's... laughs> it's I a don't... lot of fluff for nothing. Yeah, sometimes it is. It is a lot of fluff. Sometimes, for nothing. Most every time. time, most of the time, it is a lot of fluff for nothing. A lot of fluff, but and then the no, Rosalia, but... Sister Rosalia's keynote was amazing. Bishop's keynote was amazing. All those, no, all those, almost were great. okay. Let me tell you, out of all these. 11 years or whatever we've been doing this. All the speakers have been pretty darn good. Yeah. Everything before them. And then it's like, hey, wake up and get over here so we can watch people sing. And then. But also get our good seats. Seats for what? I could see them on the speakers. I'd rather have bad seats. Bishop was awesome. Yes. We even went to a mass, a daily mass that took an hour and a half. Did go to a daily mass. Hour forty-eight I, Well, should clarify. I went to a daily mass and didn't complain while I was there. <laughs> today, because today. We, today, because we've gone to daily mass every day that we've been here, including yes. Wednesday. Yes, and I've complained every single day except for today. Oh, because... that's called growth. <laughs> <laughs> no, so that's the bad thing that we talked about, right? It's the only reason I didn't complain to complain today is because of the person that was presiding over right, mass. That is the bad thing. Yeah, that's okay, though. It's, I'm Catholic. It's, it's a slight growth in virtue. But there's a reason why we come here, and the whole reason is not always just the beer, although Neil's going to pass out here in like 10 minutes. So, so it's not always just the beer, although the beer is a good reason uh, to keep coming. But um, should start bringing the beer to the talks. You know, that would be great, actually, if I could sip on a beer. But I would listen to a whole lot more of these things. And we go to a lot of talks here. We go to, uh, what, six, seven, eight? We go to eight talks for the weekend, uh, plus two keynotes, so ten. Plus whatever we do for youth day. Yeah, and then plus any homilies, because those aren't included either. That's true. That's five homilies. That's figured, 15 yeah. talks. Casey Cole didn't want, did not want to uh, hang out with us. So Yeah, Casey Cole rejected us. Yeah. Technically twice. Twice, he did, yeah. yeah. The first time wasn't an official reject, but you could tell he didn't want to talk to us. He didn't want to talk to us. But also, I wouldn't want to talk to me. Yeah. (laughs) We were were walking down the street, and he happened to be walking the same direction with us. I'm like, that's Casey Cole. Let's talk to him for a minute. And he walked faster. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't walk faster, David. He was walking at a normal pace. (laughs) 
And my I was just slow. And you put on weight because you've been talking on the Among Wolves podcast. I, that's, that's what makes you fat. It is a broken angle. Casey Cole's workshop was very good. It was one of the one of the better ones that I went to this weekend. And um it was uh he did it on the Beatitude with the fire the fire alarm went off, which was hilarious. That was really funny. Uh, while we were like, it was funny because it's, he did his opening line and then the fire alarm goes off and everybody has to leave. And then, and then 20 minutes later, they bring us all back in and we didn't even make it outside. We were, we would have, we would have died in the fire. It was literally his first line. I was yeah. like, what is happening? We just prayed. I know that's proof. Prayer doesn't work. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> He just closes the show. <laughs> Neil's not going to make it, guys. <laughs> this is Halloween all over again. Terrible. Oh. I'm not proud Except of it's the other way around. I'm, I'm going to keep talking while Neil falls asleep. I'm not proud of that one. Last time when Neil kept talking and I fell asleep. Dave was asleep, like, sitting up with his eyes closed. We also had a lot of scotch that day. Well, I had too much because I kept going, you know what else I hate about Halloween ends? So I don't like when people that are really religious like Casey Cole use big terms like the Beatitudes because when he explained it, I knew what it was. But if you just come up to me and you're like, hey, Dylan, what are the Beatitudes? I'm not going to have an answer for you. So why, and I'm pretty sure that your viewers are probably like that too. Probably. So in in an effort to not make them Google things, right. why don't you explain the Beatitudes? Sure. So Beatitude is just a word that means, it's a word that means supreme happiness or highest blessing, right? And uh, it's the word that's used in Matthew's gospel whenever Jesus at the very beginning of the Sermon on the Mount in chapter 5 he said, blessed are, right? That's the word that's, that you're reading there is blessed are, is beatitude. Uh, blessed are the poor in spirit, for they will inherit the earth, right? All these various blesseds that he has, the eight blesseds that are in that section of Matthew's gospel are the beatitudes. And they're super confusing because how can you be blessed if you're poor in spirit, if you're hungering and thirsting, if you're, if you're mourning, if you're being persecuted? All, all, these, um, all these various things seem negative, right? And it's always been that funny scenario where I ask high school kids, you know, we're looking at the Beatitudes, and I'm like, okay, guys, well, what's this all about? And they're like, oh, it means to be a good person. I'm like, how the heck did you get that out of these eight Beatitudes? But that's the answer that they thought I wanted to hear. It's always the answer. I know. <laughs> anytime a religious Jesus. person... Yeah, anytime a religious person asks you a question and the answer isn't Jesus, it's always be nice to your neighbor. I know. That's why I want to drown most catechists, including these two. <laughs> I'm a better catechist than that. I tell them the wrong answer rather than the scripted answer. <laughs> and that way they know it's not right. I taught them to, to teach up. that. <laughs> <laughs> we talk, I, I don't remember who it was that we talked to, but somebody talked about like a circle of like hatred. Ours is like a circle of just bad catechesis. It went from Neil to me and then to whoever I pass it on to, which will likely be nobody because I'm such a bad catechist. But uh, anyway, in his in his thing on the Beatitudes, um, 
he he was he was focusing in that that's blessed are it's not blessed will be he was uh, this focuses on this idea of like the beatitudes are not a a future promise and he, they contain a future promise but they're not only a future promise that in in the midst of your suffering in the midst of all these things you are still blessed you know and then that was funny that was this funny introduction right where he was like nobody's there like oh i just got a really bad diagnosis hashtag blessed and i thought that was pretty funny <laughs> 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 yeah. and so but uh, um, but at the towards the end of his talk, um, he had a line that I thought was really interesting, and I, I, Dylan, you and I talked about this a little bit all, already. But he had said um, that we, as a culture in general, don't have desire anymore. Right? He, he explained it in this way that um, we want things, but they are essentially we are a conditioned to what we want based off of the culture around us and media and all these various things. And then they are readily available because capitalism, right? And so we, the things that we are conditioned for the things that we want and they are readily available, but desire, and this was the line, he said, desire requires sacrifice, right? You have to look towards something and sacrifice something else in order to reach that ultimate goal, ultimate thing. Um, and if you don't have to sacrifice for anything, then you can't actually have desire. I thought that was a really interesting thought. Yeah, so it actually tied into what me and Neil watched today with, uh, I can't remember who it was. It might have been Dave Boyle. Greg. Or Greg Greg, Greg Boyle. Or it might have been the first guy, too. Wh- which one was the one that was talking about ceiling, um, sin as a uh, a sickness instead of sin as a like a that was boil that was boil yeah, right that's... so that's kind of what that goes into is is the idea that like we're not good or bad people we're always good people who are suffering from a sickness and that's kind of like when I was listening to Casey Cole obviously that was before I I got the David Boyle talk and so I didn't right. really put the two t- together but um that's kind of what what I would relate it to right is that. Whenever we're talking about desire, we always talk, or whenever we're talking about um, what is sin versus what is not sin, we always talk about like the desire to do something. Like I want to, I want to, I desire to have sex with a bunch of women, or I desire to do drugs, or I desire to do this or that. And those are things that are um, not sometimes not easy to do, right? Because they take like strain and effort, but they're easy choices to come to. Right. Like I'm gonna do these things. Somebody like John Paul II would say that's um, that your desire is too small, right? It, the, your desire for sex with a lot of women has nothing ultimately to do with sex of a lot of men, women because obviously that's 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 broken and disordered in and of itself. And so you're actually seeking something deeper than that that you think sex with a lot of women is going to fulfill. Touch starved. Touch starved, which we talked about today as well. Would you like to explain touch starved? David's touch starved. David was touch starved. He wouldn't have have, uh, rejected my advances (laughs) while we were alone on Thursday night. (laughs) Touch starved is uh, a phenomenon that's uh, most common with men, especially especially men above the age of 13 um, prior to getting married. So any man that's above the age of 13 that's not in, in a relatively long-term committed relationship. You can still be in a long-term relationship. You can be. Touching you. You're, you can be, right? That um, So it, it's just typically men that are single uh, struggle with. Um, but it, obviously, it, depending on your relationship with your partner, it could be, it could be you as well. Uh, and, and women can suffer from it as well, right? It's not something that's exclusive to men, but it's just the idea that um, – we as people, the way that our brains function is 
such that we rely on human contact and it, or human connection of any kind, right? Just the, the action of talking to another person and having a conversation with them is enough to release dopamine and serotonin in our brains, which are happy drugs that allow us to be less stressed, less anxious, stuff like that. Um, if you look up um, the Reykjavik confessions, there's a, um, essentially what it is is a, a, like four people were imprisoned in solitary confinement for like a year because they were suspected of a murder. And their life expectancy actually went way down. So it was a, a case in Iceland, and in Iceland, the average age of death at that time was like 80-something. And all of these people, after only being confined for a year, or I think it was a couple years for the, the guy that was held the longest, all of them died super young, but just of natural causes. So us as people were designed to interact with other people, but uh, a commonality with most men especially nowadays is that we're not touched. We don't have as much specifically physical connection with other people. And that's what being touch starved is. Right. And so it, tying that in with this idea of desire and uh, that desire requires sacrifice is that there can, there can be some, some of these disordered desires because of all the trauma and various other things. If you want to talk about sin as a sickness that causes some of these um, temptations and, and sins that we, that we move towards, um, but those, uh, and we can we can maybe sacrifice to try to reach some of those disordered desires. But the ultimately, what would what we would say is that those desires are are too small, and and there's there's healing that needs involved be involved first, and that's where Christ comes in, right? And that's the whole point. If Christ comes in and um, helps to reorient those. Um, heal what is broken um, and begin to say like, hey, this this thing that you're desiring, there's something beyond this that you think is going to satisfy. Let me show you, right? And uh, that's where that's, that's where conversion and uh, living the, the Christian life, that's one of my favorite things about the Christian life is like um, that line at the, uh, after Jesus is crucified in Luke's gospel, where it says that the disciples, after they laid Jesus in the tomb, um, that they, they basically wanted to do it that day and then leave because they wanted to observe the Sabbath. But if Jesus is Messiah and all the promises of God, then all of that failed. And then why would you want to observe? Why would you want to keep the law anymore? Right. And what's, what's great is, is the realization of that. Like the law is there, um, whenever you, whenever you don't necessarily know the right direction yet, whenever you're not familiar with God, when God seems dead and distant and not in your life, right? If you, if you can trust in the law, it can protect you, right? And so somebody who is experiencing these disordered desires can hold on to the law and say, I don't understand this yet, and I'm struggling with this, but I do believe that, Jesus, you have something more for me, even if I don't know that yet. So the law is going to keep me safe right now. Right. And then uh, that's that's a hard thing. But that's that's where desire like in making sacrifice. That's where it's ordered, ordered properly, ordered towards the right thing. And that was just that was just a really interesting thoughts to me because I felt like it could be it could be built into so many different aspects of our lives because we are a world that has desire that's gravely disordered or fails to desire at all because things are so easily um, accessible to us. I'm specifically surprised that uh, in all of this, because we listened to Casey Cole yesterday, so it's been over 24 hours since we heard him. Yeah. 
And at no point in time have you brought up the argument or the proofs for the existence of God because the argument from desire, desire is one of them. Mm-hmm. It sure is. That, that's been my whole thought this whole time. <laughs> well, well, you I, were this... using a lot of big words. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> These guys drank a it's, lot more than I did. It's like almost midnight. <laughs> and I'm using lots of big words. So big words. <laughs> it's not even 11. Neil's barely holding on. Know, poor Neil. I'm oh. pretending. <laughs> All right, all right. Anyway, so anyway, let's let's jump to another section of of Casey Cole's talk then, and we can talk uh, um, about that. You you had something else that you that you wanted to point out? Yeah. So when he was talking about uh, blessed be the poor and stuff like that, the the part that I pulled out that I thought was interesting wasn't the fact that like whenever you bring up the beatitudes and blessed be essentially the people that are down on their luck, right? Whether it's uh, people that are emotionally distraught or poor or whatever. Um, it's always interpreted as a call to that thing, mm-hmm. right? So when it says blessed be the poor, um, it, it feels like that's always used as like, oh, that's what the, the priests say that they're doing whenever they take a, a vow of poverty. right? And that's not what Casey Cole equated it to. He said that essentially this is how I interpreted it was um, the, the same as like, you can't build a house without a strong foundation. So at your foundation, you are born with nothing. You are born poor, right? Regardless of how rich your parents are, you are born poor because you're born with nothing. And then from there you grow, but you can't be born unless God exists. And so it's, you're even, you're, you are nothing when you're born but you are still blessed. And that's kind of where we get into like, you're born in the image of God. And then through baptism, you get the, um, the Holy spirit and, and all of that other stuff. But that's what I, I pulled out of it. Cause I'd never thought about the beatitudes in that way. I'd never thought about, you know, blessed be the poor as like, Oh, you know, the homeless are reverent. That's how I had always thought about it, but I'd never thought about it as you're born from nothing. And, and then here you go. Yeah, you doing all right, Neil? <laughs> no, Neil's not doing okay. You want a Mountain Dew? All right, let's 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 wrap up this 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 thing, and then uh, we'll we'll pick up some more of some of the other things. But that that is really interesting. The, in, in in Casey Cole's uh, Casey Cole had a lot to say. Father Casey Cole, I probably should say, it'd be more appropriate. But uh, um, his talk was was very good. Uh, I want to I want to break more of that more of that down. But is he um, a priest? He is a priest. Yeah, he's a Franciscan. Oh. He's an OFM. Oh, OFM. Yeah. Order of Franciscan Miners. Oh yeah, what did uh, what did the uh, the bishop that was talking today? What was he talking about oh, when he said bishops. little brother? Yeah, baby br- baby bishop. bishop school. So yeah, yeah there's uh, there is quite literally whenever you become a new bishop, there's a training for it, and colloquially everybody calls it baby bishop school because it's like a I don't know how long it is. Is that for only every like auxiliary bishop? Oh, no, every bishop. When you get named a bishop, you go through baby bishop school. Wow. They had to train you all the ins and outs of what it means to be a bishop, teach you all the secret handshakes, all the all the things you got to know. <laughs> if you're a bishop, do you have to wear that big old cross necklace? Yes, the pectoral cross. Yeah, that's that's kind of the sign of your... <sighs> Damn, I like yeah, but I mean, like, I wanted, like, one for me. Yeah, you can get one, but uh, nobody's going to believe you're a bishop. You're just imitating one. Yeah, duh. Yeah, I got to buy the robes, too. Real quick. <laughs> so we can get better seats. <laughs> If you recognize as a bishop, it's okay. Huh? If you if you identify as a bishop. Oh, if you identify. Oh, like do a trans. identify as a bishop. I'm trans religious. I was a lay person, but now, now I I'm identify as the pope. <laughs> there is a guy out here in the United States who identifies himself as the pope. That's awesome. I think his name is Pope Michael, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, 
Oh, you're using his preferred terms. That's very politically correct of you. That's his thing. If you look him up, he's a very weird, very weird guy. Oh, that's like when uh, Peter had made Pretoria. Actually, there's a large percentage of the United States that identifies as their personal religion as the Jedi Order. Well, I'm going to identify it as a Jedi. So if somebody says I'm not, I'm going to tell them that they're a hater. Cut off their hands. Yeah, I know. Cut off both their hands like Count Dooku. And we're back. See, 42 minutes of pure gold. I told you they'd like it. Five minutes. We'll see. We'll see how there it goes. There is no timey-wimey right now. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's let's talk about the, the conference. So um, uh, I was... I, Overall, I was disappointed with with the quality of speakers this year. I mean, there was a there was a handful of good ones, but there just wasn't as many as you normally have at the conference. You think that's because they couldn't get them, or I was wondering. But also, like, maybe it's them coming back full force after COVID. This is the first time that it was one hundred percent in person, and it's uh, they even the exhibitors they were missing um, a lot of publishers and that are normally there. And people, like, and people, and people signing up yeah. because you said it was like a third of the people. Oh, yeah, right? yeah. Or was it two thirds of the people? Maybe. I don't remember what the actual number was anymore. I probably said it on the other one. But, <laughs> but, uh, no. But, uh, um, there was just a lot of things that just weren't there. Um, and it was rather disappointing. They didn't know either about their, the people that they had. Like Casey Cole shouldn't have oh, been yeah. in that room. There no. was actually a lot. So I, when I was walking around, because I went to, I don't know, there was a few sessions that were like, really below my level that I did not expect. Yeah. Um, and so I got bored and I would walk around and I mean, there was several rooms that I'd walk past that just had mobs of people outside of it. Like I have no idea who's in there, but you know, and then I'd walk into the, the arena and it'd be empty. It's that was, that's one of the things that I do like about going to the arena session. It's like you get the, the choice pick of wherever you want to sit and it's, it's very spacious and people aren't crowded up next to you. Yeah. But because we picked a lot of the low key speakers that were, that were going to be like Casey Cole, that, that was packed. His was, and it was, was very good. Mm -hmm. Uh, but we were like shoulder to shoulder in that space. So, yeah, I, uh, I don't like those chairs. I get uncomfortable. It's like an hour long talk. And by like 20 minutes, I'm like, I need to stand. I usually try to do a thing where I kind of, if, if it's, Somebody that I don't, I mean, usually there's a little bit of space. I could do that thing where I kind of put like half my butt cheeks on the other chair and then kind of sit at an angle. Because yeah. I have to sit at an angle because there's guys in the middle and I'm way on the side a lot. Right. Or, or what was it? The one where we went together and it's like I'm so squished up by the other person. I like have my arm behind Dylan the whole time. Like <laughs> if we're a couple. And it's like it's mostly because if it's in the front, I'm kind of like like on an airplane, you know, moving my elbows out. Yeah. I was fine with it. It made me feel safe. <laughs> I felt like that. You'd appreciate that. I'm finally of, of the age where my confirmation teacher putting his arm around me and getting close doesn't make me uncomfortable. <laughs> wow, okay. When I, was, when I was 15 and it was happening, it was a little creepy, but... I did not put my arm around you. <laughs> I did not. This is, this is what you slept through. Uh, no, I know. I think I had dreams about... Oh, no. Oh, no. That's I did not, not okay. have dreams about other than... <laughs> Well, they just listened to 42 minutes of it, and they're, they're <laughs> probably reeling. They're like, I want more. I'll give you more. I'll give you. Oof. Yeah. Yes, if you didn't know, Dylan was in my confirmation class many a year ago. Many a year ago. That was a rough one. Four horsemen of the apocalypse. She was the one who'd always be like, 
So, Neil, if we want to talk about purgatory, say, okay, well, here's how it goes. And then Lisa's like, we got to get back on track. <laughs> and then you're like, you fool. You <laughs> fell for it again. Yeah, that's a great Well, most of it was about Catholic stuff. And then one of them would just at the end be like, I don't know if I believe that. That's I her. That's I, the one. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> it would be like 30 minutes of just like she questioned and then Neil would answer or Lisa would answer. And then at the end she'd be like, I'm still not sure. Yeah. I might be atheist. And like every class, there was like her catchphrase. Oh, yeah. I might be atheist. I was like, you're in the wrong room. <laughs> Now she's in the right room. She's questioning. That's, that's yeah, the see? That's how but, uh, it's only if it's authentic questioning. I feel like sometimes it's just a throw off, throw you off subject and and spiral the it's it's a control thing a lot of times for teens. It's like I can I can make the class go in whatever direction I want it to go. That's fun. All right, so back to Anaheim. Sure. I don't know. It was fun. It was all right. But I think I don't know. Now now my problem with Anaheim is it's like I have one class that I'm like, ooh, this was good. And right. then there's other classes, and I'm like, ooh, I felt like this was really good, but I don't remember anything that I heard. <laughs> but I was like, it's like when you watch a movie, you're like, wow, that was pretty good. And then you think, and then, like, you're like, oh, I forgot all this stuff in it. Yeah. I was enjoyed. Right, enjoy. if, if I can, I always That's thought, like, if, if I can take away one, at least one thing from each of the workshops I go through, then I'm like, that was a good workshop. Because I've been going so long, and then if I, if I can take away one thing, I'm like, yeah, that's good. Right. But if I can't, then I'm like, nope. And I, I may have written down two things the entire time while I was there. I was looking at my notes a second ago, and uh, there was like three or, or four or five classes that I wrote down the name of the class, like anticipating taking notes, and I wrote down nothing. Yeah. I think I left two classes uh, this year, which I've never left a class. Oh, yeah. I've yeah. never See, left a See, that's how you before. know that you're getting, that you've been around the block now. So you've been to enough of these classes, you're like, oh, this isn't for me. I left Father Leo's <laughs> talk, though. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. I, but I was like, I, I was like, I already know this stuff. Yeah, it's basic. I was like, I agree with you. Next. And there was the other talk. Well, at least he's cooking, right? Was he still cooking? No, he eating? wasn't cooking. Oh, he was in the, the. Then, yeah, you leave. Yeah. yeah, he was in the main arena. Oh. So I think he. Only cooks when he does the smaller crowds, right? Because then it's easier to like feed people oh, what he cooks. I just kind of assumed he would do it like a Rachel Ray cooking show or something like that. Oh, I don't know. <coughs> he may have six people around his table that he's feeding, but like so everybody else is just like, oh, this is, you just get to watch and be entertained by this guy. Oh, I would love that. If he did it, if he was like, I need six people to come up on stage, I'm like, I get to be in the spotlight and eat. <laughs> win win wow well what was funny too is that last class we had was um the best one was it that's my favorite one. <laughs> well, the one about like these guys are in charge is that the one no that was the last one that you and i were in together the last one that we did was the uh the lgbtq, LGBTQ yeah. no that wasn't the last last one was it yeah it was because no. no. we went Cause straight the from last... there to the bar right yeah, the night before. Oh, there was still a Sunday. It was Saturday. Was on Saturday Sunday, night. the one we took was the one was like, these guys are in charge. And we listened to it. And we're like, this one's pretty good. And then all of a sudden, he's like, well, that's good enough. 30 minutes. Now we'll do Q&A. And it's like, what? That's it? Oh. And then oh, we yeah, had to listen to everybody say, you know, it's tough dealing with a priest who doesn't listen right, to you. Right. And how's these people? He's like, well, you should talk to your this and that and then go this and that. Okay. You know... Parish councils like this. Well, I used to talk to this thing. He's a Let's move on to a, a confirmation retreat. You want to talk? You want to talk confirmation retreat? Well, first of all, we didn't. It's taken us this long to do a wrap, the up. wrap up because somebody caught COVID after we I got did back. get COVID. So right when we got back 
from Anaheim, I got COVID, and so I was I was out. And then right after that, uh, we were basically ran into the confirmation retreat. And then right after that, we had Easter and Holy Week and all this stuff. And so it's been um, it's been pretty crazy. And so we haven't really, really we haven't really said anything in a while. And I have a I I quite literally have a bunch of episodes in the pipeline that I could have just released. But hadn't had time to, to even do any of that. We finally got back into our house, and I've been spending every waking moment trying to put things back together here. And it's just been it's just been crazy. We have episodes. Yeah, like we have. Well, no, here. like not from us. It's just like random talk stuff that I could I could throw in the pipeline. So there's yeah, something people don't want to listen to that. I know most people don't. People don't even want to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about extras. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. yeah.